0: Chelsea Reed and I'm your host Brittany Fraze. Welcome to today's episode of Girls Got Goals, a podcast for the woman who is chasing her goals while balancing the demands of everyday life.
1: We are sitting down with Katerina Moore today. She is our guest on the podcast and she wrote a book called Love Me More, a memoir about her life that was published this January in 2020 through McNally Robinson, uh, the self-publishing program. So she is going to talk to us today a little bit more about goal setting and how she wrote her own book in a year. So thanks for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm actually so excited to be here. We're
2: excited to have you. Thanks girls. Sorry. No, that's (laughs) okay. (laughs) This is what we
0: do all the time. Um, I love that you're talking about the goal setting and kind of the process because this Mm -hmm. is exactly what we want to be bringing to our audience and it's awesome to have kind of um, that confirmation from someone Mm -hmm. who has reached their goals through essentially like the little milestones and, yeah. stepping, and stepping stones that we've chatted about. So they work. Um, yeah. Um, so what we'll do, I guess, is what we'll start off by asking you um, to kind of break down your process. And then mm-hmm. we can even
2: kind of go into a little detail of like what each step maybe involves. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So I always kind of knew I had a book in me. I knew I had a unique story and that I did want to get it out. But there was a lot of self-doubt and contemplating other things that I wanted to pursue or do. So I have to admit, I was a resolutioner, and so January 2019, I was like, "Okay, gonna do some goal setting. New year, new me. Mm -hmm. Let's see what comes out." Um, So what I did, this was kind of like a two-step process. So I've learned from a lot of people, and I want to give credit where it's due. So I did not come up with this. This is Marie Forleo, and later on, I may touch on Rachel Hollis. I just want to get that out of the way. Mm -hmm. But we um, love those girls. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, so the first step, so this is Marie Forleo. She says the purge and the prune. So the purge. So you need to do this with pen and paper. Mm -hmm. You cannot type this on your computer and you cannot text it in your phone because it works so much better and more effectively when you write with ink and paper. So you're just going to purge. You're just going to get out all of your dreams, your to-dos, your fantasies, anything that you've ever thought of onto paper. Um, This is just like a total brain dump and you're going to do it in three different sections. So yourself your relationships and your career so for yourself this can be like your self-care your home living house life um, fitness goals travel whatever it may be Uh, relationships so who is the most important to you who what relationship might need work just be honest uh, in that area and then career so whether that's like networking or brushing up the resume whatever you think Um, once it's all out obviously you're going to be overwhelmed that's going to be a big list so you need to start pruning Um, so this is cutting off the branches so this is really going through every single thing and like taking the time to do this and really going to the why like why do i want to achieve this Mm -hmm. what is making me resonate with this Mm -hmm. so like if your goal if you have like i want to go to bali on your list is that because your boyfriend wants to go to bali is that because you follow a girl on Instagram who lives in Bali right now, and it just looks probably, prettier than Winnipeg? Probably that one. I, <laughs> I actually, yeah, I, I there's that girl on Johanna. Um... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: You're yeah. from Winnipeg, of course. So <laughs> yeah. yes, you see her, and she's in Bali, and it's like, wow, it looks so nice. It like, looks better, better than Bali. Winnipeg. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, or is that something like you're like, no, I would really get life experience. I've always wanted to go there. That's memories that nobody could take away from me. Like that really resonates mm-hmm. with me, right? So mm-hmm. you kind of have to be real and decide what do I want. What does my What does this year of my life or the next five years of my life? How do I want it to look right? Mm -hmm. So, so three big questions you can ask with each one is like, what's the payoff or impact if I do this? Um, how is this going to benefit others and who will I have to become in order for this to come to life? Mm -hmm. I love that one.
1: That one's a good one. And I think we kind of mentioned something like along those lines, uh, about the, uh, wasn't the goal setting episode, the new year episode, just like that. You need to look that far in advance, three yeah. to five years to, to plan out where you want to be. And then that map of how you're going to get there. Right. You can't mm-hmm. just be like doing it day by day. You'll never be that mm-hmm. person that you want to become because you're never going to see where you want to go and how to get there. Yeah, right. You kind of yeah. have to step
0: into that role. Like it's like that dress for the job that you want not the yeah. job that you have type yeah. of
1: saying, you said something today too, on um, Instagram about that um I think yeah i love story. that oh my gosh i said
0: it a lot on instagram today
2: <laughs> no like it yeah, was something if you about do, if you're living oh, the way you, you
0: are right now yeah for, for the, the five, five years, years, years do you like mm-hmm. the reality that you would have yeah
2: that,
1: absolutely that mm-hmm. one and um there was something else something about you have to work for like not like work for the job you want but like you have to put in the work to be where you want instead of
0: Yeah. So like that's, that's kind of something that I was talking about like in my business too. Like for example, if I want to be a certain rank or a certain level in my business, Mm -hmm. like I'm going to start acting like that person right now. I'm Mm -hmm. going to start acting like the leader that I desire to be. So that kind of goes on like that, right? Like who do I have to become? What qualities would I have to have? Um, what type of things would I need to be doing? And what type of things would I know or be actively learning in order to accomplish that goal? So, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's like pruning yourself, girl. <laughs> Get those scissors out, chip, chop. <laughs> is that a new saying? Yeah. Um, I think it's like not just like this is something I do now, but this is who I am now. Yeah. Right. So I had to take on like I am a writer, mm-hmm. and I just had to like convince myself of that. Firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In order to to do this Mm -hmm. and
1: sorry I Mm -hmm. just think it's super important because a lot of times we find ourselves doing those things that we want to do but not affirming that we are that person so um and a lot of times it looks like minimizing it so you might see and I know actually Rachel Hollis mentioned this before um but she would sit down with women and they'd be like they'd be running like um either in multi-level marketing or their own businesses and they'd be doing like their sales would be you know, like hundreds of thousands a year, if not more. And they'd be like, Oh, I, I have a side business or, right. and right. And minimizing what they're doing. Like, no, actually you're an entrepreneur, you know, and actually you're a business owner yeah. and actually, you know, step into that role because you're already doing it. Don't minimize
2: yeah. yourself mm-hmm. That's for the benefit of other people. System. And yes. syndrome kind yes. of like plays in. Right. Yeah. 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 And I'm like so guilty of that still. Cause it's still fresh. Right. I've only had it out for about a month, mm-hmm. my book. But You're I, doing it right there, though. I, I only I, had my I book know. out for a month. I know. I don't have the book out yet, so I mean, you're doing better <laughs> yeah. than me.
1: Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. are a writer, You, pu- but then you want to minimize it. And well, like, oh, it's only been a month. I, a little, I
2: self-published. Yeah. It's a not a big memoir. deal. Yeah. I've only sold this many copies, but I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I sold this many yeah. copies. You... Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I know. Oh, it's Steph so hard. Yeah, that right. is something to do every day to be mindful of and practice that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So, let's say now you've pruned yourself. You're all good. You have pruned. I do that. The that hair, shave yeah. it. <laughs> you've decided what you're going for. So... Pick the bush luck. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. How much hair? Just kidding. <laughs> so, what is going to stop you from getting started? So, the first thing that came into my mind was I'm not ready. Yeah. Um, so, when I was like thinking about, okay, I'm going to write a book. Well my degree is not in English or literature. I've never taken like a proper writing course. I've never published in a newspaper or a magazine. Like who the hell am I to think I can Mm -hmm. do an entire book?
0: Right? Oh, that question.
2: Oh, who the hell do you think you are? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So big. But had I, let's say decided, okay, well, I want to be like more qualified to write a book and be like, okay, well, I'll go back to school, and I'll do, like, CRECOM or, like, English Lit or something. Then when I graduated, I probably would also be like, well, now I should maybe do, like, a short story first and, like, build up my Instagram following or whatever, right? And you can just procrastinate that until you're dead and it's too late and you haven't written your book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you have to just start it before you're ready. Just, like cannonball right into the pool yeah and you're never gonna be totally ready it's like having kids yeah. and we've talked about this
0: like there's right. never even when you think you're ready then right. when you make the decision all of a sudden it's like oh like what if this and like oh my god like what if that happens and like yeah maybe we're not ready and all of this stuff and you're just trying to like it's a self-sabotaging mm-hmm. act right
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah that faith over fear
1: we talked about that a couple episodes ago as well if you can you need to just have that faith that it's going to work out moving forward that plan mm-hmm. and not have that fear to hold you back because you need to ju- like jump in both feet and just mm-hmm. go for it whatever that mm-hmm. looks like mm-hmm. um obviously um one again back to rachel hollis i don't know why it just keeps she just keeps ringing up for me she's just, she's just so like, oh, good so. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she was saying she was saying like yes you want to jump in two feet whatever do all that stuff mm-hmm. but you got to make sure that you are also self-sufficient, that you have enough to support you. So it's mm-hmm. it's, it's that fine line of like, you, we want you to get to that point where you can be all in and do all the things, but also recognize the fact that you need to make sure you're set up and financially secure and whatever right. it looks like as well, right? So it doesn't and mean... being silly about yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But there's still other ways you can accomplish that in the beginning mm-hmm. and making those sacrifices like we've talked about too. Totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, six hours of Netflix may not be
2: the way to get to your goal. Right. But... And it's, I'm not saying I, I wasn't scared. <laughs> that, that I was just like, I'm just gonna start performing ready, and I'm so confident. Like, yeah, I've been terrified this whole time, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you just do it. So you can look at the word fear three different ways. So fear can be false evidence appearing real, mm-hmm. which is probably like a very literal term of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be "fuck everything and run," which yeah. is. Oh, we're doing acronyms. Years. I just yeah, noticed
1: like that. that. Yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Wow, F E A
2: so fuck everything and run is probably what most people do on a daily basis right With fear um and then it can be face everything and rise so if you just kind of tell yourself that it's not fuck everything and run anymore i'm facing everything and rising and what was the first one false evidence appearing real that's where my my, random side note
1: anxiety hits me completely and where um i see psychologists for uh, anxiety and that's basically the process we've been doing to break down that trauma is it's all false evidence. It's the feeling that we have about something that makes us it, like the emotion come up. It's not the reality. It's not reality. Okay. There and there's evidence to prove that basically it's a feeling, not the truth, mm-hmm, but it's the mm-hmm. false evidence appearing real. So i find that interesting there's almost like a psychological perspective, like more an emotional, yeah. right? Like fuck this, like I'm getting out of here uh, because that's avoidance, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the <laughs> for yeah. almost everyone we do that in some sort of way and then like you said the rise so you're making mm-hmm. that choice and that's gonna and that's what be, it is it's a choice
0: it's a conscious yeah conscious decision it's a learned mm-hmm.
1: behavior to make that choice too right mm-hmm. it's something you have to learn how to get to that point you may not be comfortable with it but you'll mm-hmm. get comfortable as you go as you continue to like take those steps to face it you're gonna you know mm-hmm.
2: level up each time and like climb that hill and
1: mm-hmm. to the point where yeah. you get
2: to that point but So, I think a good kind of like stepping block for me was I started a blog first just to like practice writing and get some out there. So, while I was writing my book, I was doing these blog posts too. And I would try and be vulnerable or like share parts of my story every like second blog post or so. And before I posted, every time I was just like, I don't wanna do it. I don't wanna do it. I don't wanna do it. And then I was just like, it's like that feeling before we press record. Yeah. Like, oh, it's what's just what's like, just do it and then see what happens. Yeah. And it was always positive. People would always message me being like, thanks for sharing that, you yeah. know? So there was nothing to be scared of. Yeah. It's your so
0: ego that's convincing you, like, that, right. you know, there's something to yeah. be afraid of, right? Yeah. How
2: long before
1: um you, I guess, for how long did you do these blog posts for?
2: Exactly a year. So I the s- full year so you did Yeah. Them. So January whatever yeah. was my first blog post and when I started writing my book on my laptop okay. all at the same time
1: yeah oh, wow. I like really went in <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. that's awesome mm-hmm.
1: and vulnerability is so like you said the ego and I find a lot of time we minimize what people and the same thing with starting this podcast episode and we know this is a thing that women do more than men but um we minimize what we what we bring to the table or mm-hmm. what we feel like we have to offer yeah. so it's like well who would care about these podcast recordings right like everyone's hearing this from someone else or who would care about my book right Mm -hmm. or who cares about my post because someone else has already posted about it right and we minimize how we feel or how we think people will perceive it or like what's the point of doing it as well like which holds us back from writing a book or doing this recording an episode because we just become we think there's already so much out there that like Mm -hmm. the waters are flooded that we don't need Mm -hmm. to like we're just me, a little fish, and we're it's not gonna make a difference, right? Mm-hmm. And right. it clearly does, right? Because you said you yeah. you've had great feedback, we've had great feedback, and um,
2: that's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, it, and it really
1: is awesome to see. Like I think we were saying one episode too, just like, knowing that we've impacted at least one person, uh, we yeah. there's no regrets, right? And and you know that's all I It's to. been more than that yeah, for sure, yes. and I'm sure. You've I think had that's one of the
0: things too when you're doing something like from a self help stance, like you you uh, mentioned earlier, your book is a memoir, but at the end it also talks a lot about the things that helped you and mm-hmm. you're, you're using that as an opportunity to share with other people and mm-hmm. I think that in the process of when we're when we have a goal so kind of how you said like how does this impact others mm-hmm. sometimes it's that right that actually is the thing that gets us moving more so than like how it's going to benefit us as an individual mm-hmm. it's just knowing that we can impact somebody else as well yeah mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think
2: my case it was a little bit both like writing was so therapeutic for me yeah and it just made my stories, like, not be these, like, dirty little secrets in Mm. my closet, you know, that haunted me. Mm -hmm. It was, like, they're out there, and they don't own me anymore, and they're out in the light, you know, and so that was really great, but then I was also at the same time, like, if I went through this, somebody else is going through Mm -hmm. this, and they probably feel just as alone and misunderstood as I did and still do. Yeah. So, if I can just, like, make them feel a little less alone, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've done my part, you know? Yeah
1: it's interesting how much shame comes from a secret and that when we mm-hmm. like release that and let it out into the world um yeah. it makes us feel better mm-hmm. it's like knowing so we're what
2: what are you gonna do about it this yep. is this happened to me mm-hmm. and, and what else you are it's an important part <laughs> exactly you are so
0: obviously you face everything in rows so tell us
2: a little bit about yeah. that process yeah well i think what i also just wanted to say because you got me Thinking and I'm just gonna like add this in. Tant- Tant- Tant Tant gas. Gas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> wove this, so this in, weave this in, weave and wolf wolf didn't. <laughs> with, with the what ifs that are kind of with like I'm not ready and like well what if this happens? What if this happens? That'll like kill you. It'll just like you will just go into like a mind spiral, and it's just not good. So I planned ahead. So I'm going to spoil a small part of the book, but. I did a, a talk, like a public speaking event mm-hmm. uh, in May. And obviously part of it, I talked about like my life and what happened to me and trying to resonate with these women in this um, event. And somebody heard about it. And I got a very angry message from them saying that they were going to take legal action against me for talking about it.
1: Was it talking about someone you had been talking about. Oh.
2: Or- yeah. Mm. And so I... It was my dad. I think that's better to clear okay. that up. It was my dad. So you... So I'm like, my movie. dad did these things to me. So here's like my story. Yeah. And then he found out about it and was like, if you keep doing this, I'm going to take legal action against you and any company that may hire you to do more of these events sort right. of thing. So I was like, okay. Okay. Well, then I'm not writing a book because what if this happens? And what if this happens? What if this happens? And then I was just like, okay, let's write this out. So what are all of the worst case scenarios? Mm -hmm. Okay. So worst case scenario, not a single person buys the book. Okay. Worst case scenario, I get sued. Um, Things like that. And then I just kind of like scaled them one to 10. Like what are the actual odds of that happening? Mm -hmm. Okay. This this is a Marie Forleo thing too, right? I remember hearing this actually. And I thought, like, this is really Mm -hmm. smart. So like on a scale of one to 10, I'm like, what are the odds of my dad actually starting a lawsuit, right? Place it on a scale, not very high. And then even if he does, okay, so let's plan this out. Well, I don't even mention his name in my book. I'm only telling the truth and the truth is the ultimate defense. I consulted with a couple lawyers actually to be like, hey, should I be worrying about this? Like, should I hire somebody now? Like, what do I do? And they all told me not to worry and I'd be fine. So I was like, okay, even if the worst case scenario happens, I've got a game plan. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, what is like, what's worse not doing it or doing it and just seeing what happens. Right. Yeah. And I was like, if I don't do this and I just like live in the fear of the what if I will regret it till the day I die mm-hmm. because my story, getting it out there is like so important to me and I feel so passionate about it. So I just like threw it out there and nothing's happened. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: I find it interesting,
1: I've never heard of that Marie, uh, Marie Furlio kind of mapping plan with the... Mm -hmm.
0: I think it's in Everything is Figureoutable. Yeah,
1: okay. Mm -hmm. I haven't read that full book yet. Probably just not there. Um, but I did, I find it interesting because there is some parallel aspects to some cognitive behavioral therapy because that what-if feeling is a lot of times what causes anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really just, like, how, like, the likelihood of this actually happening, Mm -hmm. you know? And one of the things, um... That one of the examples they bring up is like, okay, well, car accidents happen this often every year and people die, but how many of us still keep driving? Right. Right. You know, and that's the thing, but we don't get in our car and be like, well, what if I die today and don't not drive? We still do it. But a lot of times when things are more personal to us or we have that connection or the attachment, um, that ties into that anxiety, we end up like exaggerating how big the what (laughs) if will be like, well, What if, like you said, my dad sues me Well, he... And I lose
2: my house, and I lose my car, and and I go into, like, like, everything. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and it's... it's, We really just exaggerate that point Mm -hmm. that in all reality is really minimal, but that's where, like, it Mm -hmm. comes from. So... Totally. Being able to push past that. But how did that make you feel, you know, doing that? And I'm sure you, like you're speaking which is an amazing experience yeah to, and you're on top of the world you're like this is amazing this is great like I, I just got to like share my soul with these mm-hmm. women and then to be kind of have your dad just come at you and say like I'll sue you
2: like how did that make you feel like so at the event people came up to me like we took like a 10 minute break in between they came up to me then and they came up to me after stayed after and they were like crying and they were like my mom was the same way and like, I didn't know that anybody else experienced this. And like, I got Facebook messages the next morning being like, that was the best thing I've ever been to. Like, please come back. Like, I've never left something feeling that way. I feel so empowered, like just very, very positive, Mm -hmm. very, very positive. And then my phone buzzes and I'm like, Ooh, more good news, like more happy customers. And then it's, it's that right. Um, and I was like completely gutted, completely gutted. Um, I was on my way to work. So I just like, I bust work. So I got on the bus, went all the way there, just shaking. Then I find out from the company, like he's also emailed the company threatening them. And I'm like, okay, so he's like serious. And he's like reaching out to people. I'm like, is he going to contact my actual work? Is he going to contact like anybody else? Like what's going on? Didn't really know the extent of it because it was just a text message. And so I'm like playing out all these scenarios and I'm just like, I get to work and I'm like, I can't be here. I just can't be here. So I left. I got a bucket of ice cream. I binged the entire season of Dead to Me. Good and show. Yeah. <laughs> but I just sort of like ate my feelings. Yeah. And it wasn't until the entire season was over that I just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. And I was like shaking and I was just like, why did they even have me if they hate me so much? Like I was just so mad at my parents for treating me this way. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't seen them in three years and this is the first time I hear from them. They just want to sue me. You know, it's like, thanks guys. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. you too. Yeah. I'm your only child. And it was just like, I don't know. I was just in disbelief, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't know. My boyfriend was like hugging me and like petting me while I was crying. And he, he was kind of like, this is what he wants. Yeah. Like he wants you to be feeling this way and to like curl up in a little ball and give up and be silenced And like, you can't let him win because silence only helps the tormentor. Yeah. And so it took me a few days and I didn't write for a few days, but I was like, no, this is my story. Everything that happened to me, I'm allowed to share. I'm not exaggerating the truth in any way. I'm not saying anything happened that's fake. Right. So I'm in my right and I eventually got back up, but it was a struggle. Mm -hmm. It really was. But i have a good boyfriend and good friends and thank god for that and i'm glad that you had someone who helped you kind of realize that right Mm -hmm. because sometimes we
0: when things like that happen to us especially i'm bringing that closer to me (laughs) um yeah but when things like that happen to us especially because the person who is doing something like that to us who you know whether it was an empty threat or not they're trying to make you feel small and they know they have some sort of power or control over yeah. you and you need to have it's important to have someone or something in your life that you can turn to that is going to get you out of that space mm-hmm. and it's not easy no um because it's a pattern that you've lived through yeah. it's almost like you have this automatic response which could have been to just let him win yeah have his way yeah and you didn't and that's really really important
2: and incredible so and had it been like my ex-boyfriend or something it i still would have been upset by it but i don't think it would have affected me as much it's like when it's your parents like they're the two people in the world who are supposed to love you no matter what yeah right so it hits a little closer to heart when it's that situation Mm -hmm. so i think that made a a huge difference too that it was Mm from him
1: and it's interconnected at the same time too to any like past trauma so because your dad was a person that you had experienced trauma with in the past Mm -hmm. that that makes it kind of not not exacerbates it but kind of just yeah makes it feel a whole lot more real than like you said your ex-boyfriend because that's you would be minimal because it's like okay why this isn't something you've experienced multiple times throughout my life Mm -hmm. that is going to lead me to believe this is true but because you've had that with your father yeah and then you've also um kind of you know you you were a victim so it's like yes. I know one of the things I always think about too when this happens to me is like do I am I doing something or showing them some kind of weakness mm-hmm. that allows them to come and do this to me mm-hmm. to think that they can have that power and control over me mm-hmm. and you really kind of just start going in on yourself so yeah. it's funny because it's their actions they're the ones who are responsible for them mm-hmm. we didn't do anything wrong but you automatically start taking it and thinking you are because of the past history of trauma that you've yeah, experienced probably. right yeah. yeah so it's That's the worst spiral to get out of because there's something that connects to it that wouldn't be the same as someone else. And I get that completely because if, if it's just like a random person, you'd be like, Oh, like, I don't care about you. Right. Go fuck yourself. Sorry, buddy. But like, nothing. But it's funny because you can have two people do the same thing to you and And not give a shit about one and the other one makes a huge impact and it's just,
2: yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so. Yeah. So this is kind of a good segue. So how do you stay motivated when like shit like that is going on Yeah, and you really don't want to. Um, so something you can do is write down your goal every single day Mm -hmm. in the morning or before bed or whatever, because if you're like me and you're doing it like January 1st and you only write it down January 1st and never again, it's not as fresh and you're not getting that constant reminder as to like what you're working for. Mm -hmm. Um, I really just had to focus on the action itself. So I was writing this story and that's all, it's just me and the computer, I'm just writing on Microsoft Word, that's it, right? When you start obsessing over like the end result, Mm. like it's the same as like, okay, you start working out and you don't see results within two weeks and you're like, well, I guess I'm just fat, like whatever, you just give up, right? You have to just focus on each workout as it is, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I think, yeah, just focusing on like, 10 years from now, five years from now, a year from now, if I look back, am I going to regret not doing this? Yes. Cause the yeah. time goes on, right? Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting.
1: This, the point there about, um, Oh, sorry, you guys, I can't
2: think something, something, something. Focusing on the action itself. No, I don't know. I forget. I'll remember it, it pops back in. We I get do this. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> That's fine. Anything else to add on that section? Well, no, I like though that actually you say this because I was talking about this with a girlfriend actually that I work closely with and we were talking about being unattached from the outcome. Yeah. And just getting really in in love with the process. Yeah. And that's what ultimately going to get you that end goal. When you're so focused on the end goal from the get-go, it's so easy to get overwhelmed mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to become, um, like to get discouraged because it
2: can seem so far far away away. yeah progress over perfection yeah Yeah, check out that episode (laughs) i've been really this past weekend was a rough one for me and i got into like a huge self-loathing spiral of just like i hate my body and why aren't i as skinny as my friends and all that sort of stuff and i was going to the gym just being mad yeah, well, I'm like, your normal. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working out because I hate my stomach, and like I like to work out because it relieves stress, and I have fun, mm-hmm. and I like to get sweaty and my heart rate up. Like I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. like that's my best self, and so I had to get back to that, right? Mm-hmm. And not just be like, okay, I'm working out to get skinny. It's like each individual workout. Did I have fun? Did I push myself? Did I show up today? Good. If I keep doing that at every workout, eventually I'll get the end result mm-hmm. that I'm looking for, right? But if I'm just like, eh, I just want to be skinny, I hate myself, like, yeah. I'm not going to work out as well as I should, and then I'm not... That's kind of like, like my how my relationship
0: with food was. For me, it was an eating thing. And same thing. It was like that, okay, I ate healthy for the day, yet I'm still... The scale says the same thing, yeah. and this is how my relationship with food was before, and I just had to change it to... Um, I have more of a, you know, mindful eating relationship where it was like, is this food nourishing my body after I finished the meal? Do I feel good about my decision and right. things like that? And at the end of the day, if I can compound that and keep doing that, yeah you know, and for me, same thing. It was like the end result of like, I don't like, I'm, I'm, I'm bigger than I want to be. Yeah. And then even at one point when size didn't matter, it was like, okay, I don't feel good. I mm-hmm. want to feel better, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm having one meal and I'm not feeling any better. So I want to just go and eat the thing that I want to eat instead. And mm-hmm. it's that instant gratification, which is something that we talk about too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, being able to kind of just put one foot in front of you the, the other and ask yourself if you gave it your best in that very moment mm-hmm. and being proud of each individual stepping stone that you take.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I noticed I so with uh, being on anxiety medications and stuff like that. Um, I don't always have like an appetite so I ended up stupid me stepping on the scale um, a few weeks ago and I was just eating you know sometimes I'd have like a little treat here and there but I was just eating you know and loving my body and just like this is where I'm at this is who I am right now this is what I'm going to be maybe I want to make changes but I'm just going to work on like moving my body and you know love but I found out like found myself at this point where it's like I didn't If I didn't care and I just, like, focused on loving myself, I was doing better off and I had lost some Mm -hmm. weight and whatever that was. And then as soon as I stepped on the scale and I was like, okay, well, I lost some weight. And then it's like, I was going to go eat something. I was like, no, I can't eat that now. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, automatically restricted myself. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I found it so funny because then I ended up eating something, like, worse. Worse. Yeah. When, if I just, like, focus on loving my body and, like, being, um, having that gratitude for my body, I ended up being like, yeah, you know, actually I'm feeling a salad and whatever. And that's Mm -hmm. what was happening. Mm -hmm. Right. I was just like focusing on not what I was eating, but how I felt about my body and i was Mm -hmm. able to do better things for it. But Mm -hmm. as soon as I stepped on the scale and noticed I had lost weight and I just like, boom, restrictions, yeah was this and then it was just miserable because so you were out of it, enjoying yeah. the process yeah. at that point yeah oh and, and just enjoying life is what it was and then yeah. you notice you're sorely slow you slowly just start to make good choices because you feel good right mm-hmm. so it's like that cycle as well but the question that I had before that I forgot and then oh, I remembered yeah. and I just held it in the whole time because <laughs> we were trying to go something else <laughs> I wrote down this like word goals um was when you were talking about writing your goals and staying motivated did you put them down as like um goals you want to achieve or goals you have achieved so that's one of the things that is kind of um yes. that's
2: varies a Rachel Hollis thing too yeah because oh, yeah. rachel
1: hollis does the
0: talks about what talks it as as it as happened right as if it's happened yeah, yeah. so and then, she
2: was like since she was like 20 or whatever was like i have met oprah yeah right every day yeah and then like mm-hmm. a week ago she did
0: mm-hmm.
1: exactly so do you do the same thing do you do like that the goal has been achieved or do you write down as like the goal is in process so I want to be, or I, you know, do you say like, yeah. I want to be a published writer or like, I am a published writer. What, how do
2: you do I've that I've tried both. Okay. To be honest, most of the time I just do it as like future. Like okay. I want to publish this book. Um, Why? I, I can't tell you. Okay. I don't know. Like neither one really resonates with me more mm-hmm. or like stays in my mind better or maybe I just need to keep trying both or just stick with one for like a year and see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> well, this one obviously worked because you one, yeah. did the Yeah, it's working so. fine. And I feel like as long as you have the passion there and you make it your priority, that's more important mm-hmm. than how you write it. If you're writing it and you're making it a priority in your life, that's more important than if it's past or present, But you think, in my opinion. But daily for sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Consistency is key.
0: Yeah. That was one thing that I've noticed as of lately with myself was I was, I would write my goals down every day, but I would not write the same one. So I would like Mm. write instead of like what I should have been doing is writing, let's say a list of five things every single day, the same five every single day. But I was writing like one different every Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. and until about a year ago, I think. And then I caught myself and I was like, I haven't really gotten into a place of 100% believing that all of these things are going to happen like maybe just because i'm not writing them enough Mm -hmm. and then same thing with my affirmations it's like i stick to the same Mm -hmm. small list of affirmations that i really 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 want to um believe Mm -hmm. and have to say them every single day Mm -hmm. And as soon as you like go let's say even a week without saying it or writing it down when you go to write i notice when i go to write it back down or say it again it's almost like i'm starting from square one yeah i have Mm -hmm. to instill that belief again yeah. So I don't do this, but I'd like to know from your, like
1: at the beginning, did it seem monotonous? Did it seem like weird or out mm-hmm. of place to continuously do that? Like Chelsea and Katerina, I know you guys have both done this. So how, I guess explain to someone who maybe want to start this, like the, the beginning feelings, what is it, what is that like? Like, is it seem stupid? You know what I mean? To like be writing like the same five sentences down every day. Cause I feel like I would be like, this is kind of lame. It's the same thing over mm-hmm. and over again. But you're saying it works, mm. this is what people need to be doing.
0: Yeah, for me, I know personally when I would write them down, it was almost like for the first little while I minimized them. Yeah. So I made them like, you know, let's say I my goal was to, you know, by by X date, I wanna be making I want to be earning like three thousand dollar months in my side job or whatever the case is. I would be like, okay, maybe I'll just write fifteen hundred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yourself Safe. Because yeah, if I yeah. if I write that and if i earn 3000 great i've like way surpassed my goal but if i don't then like i'm still safe
2: yeah mm. um so
0: for me it was like it took a really long time to get to a point of writing the actual goal versus writing like i call um we talk about a good and a great goal a lot in my business having a great goal that is the one that mm-hmm. you absolutely want to achieve but then mm-hmm. having a good one where it's like that's the minimum that i'm setting as like uh, a kind of an expectation for myself because mm-hmm. i know i can do that um But for me, I always kind of wrote, like, not even quite the good goal. I would write something that was a little bit less than, so I felt safe. And then same thing, writing it every single day. I'm like, hey, I'm writing this every single day. I'm writing this every single day. But what it does is it drills that into your head. And it's just like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to do. For the first little while, I just found myself writing it, not really doing anything about it. And then after a while, I was like, this is what I'm doing. I've been, I'm not like, I didn't write this down for nothing. So like, what are you going to do about it? And Mm -hmm. start doing it. And then when you are writing it over and over again, in those moments of like feeling in the lows or like, maybe it's not happening as fast as you want it to. It's what just keeps me. It's what keeps it alive in me. Yeah. That's kind of my perspective. Mm -hmm. I guess, does
1: it keep you guys, I guess, sorry, I jumped the question for you, but just to add to that, does it keep you focused on the, uh, progression over the perfection, then
2: as well. Okay, so I'm gonna get to Two that. Two points. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started just journaling in general before I did any sort of like goals or gratitude or anything like that. Okay. When I started journaling, I was literally like, "Hi, it's <laughs> Katarina. I took Cooper for a walk today and went to work. Oh, Goodbye." Brings me back to the
0: good old days. That's all I could come <laughs> I up I with. I think when those days. That was at.
2: my best work, honestly. And then eventually I started using like prompts. I found that really helpful. So I would just like go on Pinterest and find prompts and it would be like. So prompts as not questions or prompts. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So like, what would you do if you woke up tomorrow and your Instagram was at zero followers? Like, how would you feel? Or like, mm. how do you feel about yourself in a bikini? And then I would just see where it would flow. Like I would try and give like comprehensive answers and there would be like a question about money and then somehow I'd be writing about like something that my dad said to me and how I was traumatized from it and I was like whoa like I just unpacked something heavy like how did I do that right Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I started journaling and then it didn't seem so silly and I was like excited to see what else would come out right and write my stories out um then I started the goals and like practicing gratitude I kept it yeah pretty small um and just like day to day with writing so like I wanted to know what completion looked like like I knew I wanted to write but like what does that look like so today it's this whole story or it's this many words or whatever it was um and just kind of kept it that way and then what did you ask the second part does it help you with the to the progression progression. yes yeah Yeah. Yeah. yes because you can see it working and then you're like hey if I can do 2,500 words in a day that's pretty good like I can probably do another 2,500 tomorrow Right? And then eventually I'm gonna have like 100 pages of my book. Mm -hmm. And that's a really good start. Mm -hmm. And then I just need to like double it, add a few extra, and I've got a book. Yeah. Yeah. You can see it, the blocks building, you know? Mm -hmm. I'd be like, well, it's 100 pages if I write it in
1: 24 font. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's true.
0: And I feel like as you write that goal out, you kind of see yourself reaching the mile markers. And then it kind of like, as you're writing it, it starts to seem a little bit closer mm. and then like for myself as I'm creeping up on it mm-hmm. I'll extend it mm-hmm. like I find that something that works for me so for example like in I have a direct sales business so I was going for my first promotion and so I set my goal as like I wanted to reach that second management level within this time frame and then I kept writing that and kept writing it and then I finally reached the first one and now I'm, like, mm-hmm. halfway to the next one. And I'm, like, okay, I'm going to push it. Yeah. So now when I write my goals out every day, it's that next step. You. Because yeah. you're kind of, like, creeping up on it. And I, I I, do that because I feel like when I hit it, if I don't extend it, that I may, because I know myself, just be like, I hit my goal. Right. That's all. I'm done. done. I did it. Yeah. Now what? And then just kind of be complacent. Mm-hmm. So that, for me, that's why I find um, – setting it a little bit further as I approach it helps just kind of keep me
2: going yeah. mm-hmm. and then
0: stay focused on the progress and not the sure. end result. Because sometimes the end result, some people can get lost in yeah. it when they reach it. I had
1: that happen to myself actually with the bikini competition. And, um, I competed and then got seventh and, um, competed again and got first. And I literally didn't know what to do like with myself, like with right. a success. you got everything you've like, been for. It, so now what, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where like, the depression started to kick in and, um, a few years ago and just having that. And I couldn't, I literally didn't know because I've always worked with like juggling all these things to be just, just in case if I fail, I can say like, well, it's because I've, I was doing all of this. Right. And when I reached that goal and I didn't have the feeling that I thought I would feel, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So if I would, I, I almost wish I would have tried to like push that goal further Before that, so I'd be like, okay, well, this is the next goal because I know I'm going to achieve this and just having that. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. So after you make your affirmations and your daily lists, what's your next step
2: towards your goal setting? With the affirmations and everything, I want to say this sentence twice because it's very important. The most powerful words in the universe are the words you say to yourself. Mm -hmm. The most powerful words in the universe are the words you say to yourself for the people in the back. (laughs) <laughs> so what are your bullshit excuses for procrastinating or not starting or whatever it is? And you have to be honest with yourself. So most people probably, I don't have enough time, right? Like we said before, it's been done before. I'm not good enough at it. Person Z over there is going to judge me for it. Um, I like wrote those out and then everything is outable. So I put an arrow next to them. And wrote out in capital letters, these are all bullshit. Mm-hmm. And set <laughs> it on fire. No yeah. <laughs> yeah, because It'll if you're, smoke you're constantly. Warm, like, Ship, <laughs> Ship, Ship, Ship. Ship. You don't realize how often you talk like in the lack of. Mm-hmm. Like you wake up, I didn't get enough sleep. Now I don't have enough time to get ready, right? And it just starts from right then. And you do it the rest of your day probably. And mm-hmm. you're not really thinking of it. So if we're, well, I don't have enough time. Well, you do. It's just not your priority. So like with, this is a good example for with claims. So I worked at the MPI call center, okay? So people call me to open up a claim. They hit a deer, okay? Their car's all messed up. They need to come in for an estimate. Well, I don't have time to come in for an estimate. My daughter has ballet. My son has hockey. I have to get my hair cut. I say, okay, well, I guess you're not coming in for an estimate then. Oh, well I have to. Okay, I'll just do it Wednesday at four. Oh, you made time. Yeah, you had Funny time. Funny how, how that worked out. Out. Yeah, it wasn't your number yeah. one. So, what's your priority? Do you want to go out on Saturday nights or do you want to stay home and write? Mm -hmm. Like, I missed out on a lot of stuff with my friends because I really wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. This was important to me and my friends are supportive and they're always going to be there and I don't need to see them every single day, right?
1: But even if they're not there, then it's not your people. Just remember that as well, right? Because if you're you're working towards a goal and you're changing things up and those people are offended or not wanting to continue the friendship or the relationship with you because of your progression to change Mm -hmm. and it's not your people
2: yeah Mm -hmm. here's the thing that i noticed with like personal development like eating healthier wanting to go to bed earlier and just like taking care of yourself and like wanting to not be hungover both saturday and sunday you know um when you start moving forward it reminds other people that they're not yeah and they will try Mm -hmm. and like bring you back down way like they're still your friends but it's like come on cat just have a drink come on cat like stay later don't be lame mm-hmm. you know and you, so they can feel you less have shitty about to themselves. keep going yeah and it's gonna feel like well oh my god then i'm losing my tribe and like go make new friends like mm-hmm. <laughs> make new friends who are aligned with the type of person yeah. that you want to be right like yeah. we talk
0: about that all the time is you are the results of the five mm-hmm. people you spend the most time with and mm-hmm. it's true that this happens in relationships. Um, you know, I experienced this even with my fiance where I think that he was maybe not intimidated, but like I was moving forward and I'm I was him. growing. Rick. Yeah, you. just kidding. But Rico. I've, Rico. His name is Rick. We call him Rico. Yeah. I think he was feeling kind of crappy about himself because he was like, I'm not moving forward mm-hmm. with you and mm-hmm. although it's in completely different like for me it was just being happy with myself so I mean career-wise he's more advanced than me you know certain areas is more advanced than me but I was coming to a point in my life where I was starting to really find myself and find who I was yeah. and I think he was very intimidated by it, and it was causing a lot of conflict and it was almost like he was he was supportive for a very long time of the things that I was doing but then it almost seemed like you know he'd want to watch tv and I'd come to the couch with a book yeah and he'd get irritated like, yeah and we kind of talk about this in our love language episode and all that stuff. And for him, like, he's like, well, quality time is you, like, paying attention to me while we're watching TV. And I'm like, well, watching TV is mindless to me. I'm trying to, like, yeah. do something productive with way. my time. Yeah. And we had to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. It was like, look, this is what I want to do mm-hmm. with my time because this is what I feel moves me forward. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do your spend your time doing X, Y, and Z, like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But... I'm not bringing myself down to meet you like where you're at, right? You can come and meet me, or you know I'll help you. I'll yeah come with me, whatever the case is, and it can happen in friendships. It can happen Mm -hmm. with siblings. It can happen even with parents
2: yeah with everybody it's wild how people Or with like eating usually like if one person wants to eat healthy the other person's like no let's get pizza yeah they're like i really want to eat healthy though like there's always going to be some battle like that but yeah just communication i think yeah and staying true to like what you want like if you really want to eat healthy then just like make your salad Mm. he can order pizza and then maybe be motivated and inspired Buy you yeah. to start eating more salad. Yeah, right. That's another one. Just lead by with. example. <laughs> yeah, Tyler's like yeah. last well, vegetables. Yeah. I don't eat. This. I used to have to do that. me, you yeah. stop bringing this food to
0: me because you know I'm trying to eat better. And like, are you offering yeah. it to me? Feels like a form of disrespect of yeah. like my goals. And he's like, okay, i will just going eat these mm-hmm. box in the corner. And then my oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> okay, whatever. I'll just microwave these real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, I find too a lot of times the people who when we have a goal in mind and when we want to achieve something so for you would be like writing the book did you find that the people who were most likely to doubt you were the people closest to you because that's very common i find like the people that know us the best are usually the ones who doubt us the most in like being able to achieve or it or question us or question us the most so like um for myself a lot of times i was faced with like starting my own business online and mm-hmm. doing um that stuff like people are like, well, I don't really know if you could make it like a full-time job. And, um, you know, are you sure that's what you want to do? And like, that seems like a lot of money to put towards that. And those are things. And I think um, you've experienced something like that as well, Chelsea, with like uh, multi-level marketing and just people um, kind of not agreeing with your stance on things or what, they don't believe the same thing. So they just all of a sudden think it's like, you're not going to be successful or whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. Mm -hmm. And I, I find that a lot of times the people closest to us are the people who doubt us the most and then the people who are out there in the world like they don't really give a shit so it's like oh you did it great good job like that's awesome mm-hmm. but did you ever experience that like when writing did did people ever be like mm, I don't really know if you could do this like you don't have that experience like maybe you should just keep the blog and that's it. right like, that's good you know what I mean did you ever have that I never had
2: that okay I had one uh, loved one who was like if you're just doing this to get revenge, then that's not the right reason. Mm. Um, And kind of wanted to like explore that with me. And I was like, listen, if I wanted revenge, I would make a sandwich board and a bell and be like, my dad's a horrible person. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I just want to share my story. It has nothing to do with revenge. It's like a personal therapeutic thing. The, the only other people that doubted me were coworkers. So like when I announced it at work, it's like, oh, that's cute, or like, oh, okay, sure, or it's just completely bypassed. It's like, hmm, anyways, and, like, people at work never took me seriously. But they might just be, like, their job is their life, and they don't have the – they haven't dreamt outside of that yet, Yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I can't fault them for that. It's like that right.
0: saying people judge what they don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think um, – the last thing we should talk about is just like when you don't feel like you're far enough along mm-hmm. in the journey, um, something to really question sincerely is like, are, peop- are you letting people talk you out of it? Mm-hmm. So like, if it's eating healthy, let's say, oh, come on, like it's Christmas, just have one. Like, oh, you can't diet forever, like just eat it or whatever, right? Um, or if it's like, you wanna stay home because you are planning to write, And then your friend texts you, hey, let's go shopping. And you're like, well, I love my friend. I don't wanna say no. But now you've broken a promise to yourself, right? Yeah. And maybe that's why you're not far enough along because you don't prioritize yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Going absolutely cold turkey on comparison, it's gotta go. I'm like so bad for this and I compare myself to everybody out there and now I've started to tell myself, okay, every time I compare myself to somebody else, Mm -hmm. I'm taking a shot of tequila and I'm left hungover. And how am I gonna feel when I'm hungover tomorrow? Oh, I'd for sure be hungover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not every day, but there would be a few days
1: I'd be like, don't, I find like, if you're looking at the shot, like there'd be days where I'd be completely sober and there are days like yeah. you just have a shot and then next thing you know, you're having another shot and another shot because you're going down like that
2: like cycle, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, when I was in my like body shaming, self-loathing weekend, I would've been so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, is honestly. a new thing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, you know what I mean? If you
2: literally like you're going to feel like big shit the next day
0: and it's going to be all because of the way that you're talking to yourself yeah, exactly. or thinking yourself and exactly. you can say, well, exactly. Well, Sonny girl.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just look in the mirror and be like, this is your fault. Right. <laughs> right. But Ed Milet says something about that too, about, you know, keeping the promises we make to ourselves because we are in reality letting ourselves down and we are creating, um, like we're setting ourselves up for failure because mm-hmm. we're creating that basically untrustworthiness, and yeah. doubt in ourself yeah. on our own. It's like a, And then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where we are exactly what we believe because we know we're not going to hold ourselves accountable yeah. to
2: the things we've set out. You if know? I can't even count on myself to write 250 p- words tonight, how am I going to count on myself to write a whole book? Right? Mm, yeah. That's where you go. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, like I've, we've talked a lot that I like wrote this book in a year. Um, shouldn't be any timeline and getting there sooner is not necessarily better so if you're like oh katarina wrote a book in a year that's the appropriate amount of time like absolutely not that worked for me and like i was able to do that but that's not everyone's reality i was also able to work part-time not everybody has that option like there's a lot of different factors that went into it um and i think just enjoying the detours and the scenic route to get there is really nice like i had those mental breakdowns and I like ripped out a bunch of eyelashes because I was just so stressed out like reliving my past and like I couldn't touch the computer for like weeks at a time at some points because I just like didn't want to write it and face it and it's more rewarding I think being like but I still finished it in spite of all that mm-hmm. then oh I just wrote it and it was perfect and I got number one bestseller the next week like yeah
0: Okay. yeah absolutely i think that and that's where like it ties into comparison right like Mm -hmm. we're looking at other people and then we're putting like our goals on this pedestal compared to other people and it doesn't necessarily end up any better or sometimes we can't even feel good about it because we were literally only doing it to do what so and so did Mm -hmm. or to like meet that like standard Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we've set for ourselves based on what someone else has done Mm -hmm. it's not even our journey anymore no Exactly. Yeah, so mm-hmm. don't go to Bali because someone else is going to Bali, okay? Yeah, Bali? yeah. But oh, also... Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a couple people, a couple girls there actually that I've seen um, traveling.
0: I mean, like, uh, right it now. is much nicer than where we currently reside. Yeah. I so, I yeah. mean, like, I feel like that's a good enough reason if you want to go to Bali because it's mm. warm right now, like, go. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but don't feel like, you, you know, everybody who... That's the thing is we're always comparing ourselves yeah, to everybody yeah. else. And we want it just because so-and-so did it. Yeah, like, I used totally. to want Kylie Lipkits because everybody had Kylie Lipkits. Mm, and like, I don't want Never Kylie wanted Lipkin, that. No.
1: I find it interesting, though, because I, you know, even when it comes up in conversation, just talking about the aspect of, like you had said, the um, comparing ourselves to other people and doing things because other people are doing it. And it also goes the other way. Like, I know um, seeing the success people have and then thinking that they they got there or they didn't work hard or whatever that may look like, you know, just like doubting that. And I remember being at an event, a family function and my parents spend, um, three months out of the year in Mexico mm-hmm. and they work their ass off mm-hmm. the other nine months of the year. I was mm-hmm. just counting. I was like 12 minus three. is nine. <laughs> <laughs> And we were there and my, someone had asked like where my parents were. And I said, Oh, they're like, they're in Mexico. And they're like, must be nice. Yeah. You know? And just that whole like, must be nice to go to Mexico for three months. I'm like, wasn't by luck. Yeah. Is nice <laughs> it is nice. It is nice. Absolutely. Yeah. I said, you know what? But I said, they work their ass off mm-hmm. nine months out of the year, mm-hmm. you know, 14, 15 hour days. And it's, it's just a choice, right? So it depends what that looks like for you. Like we said, what's your goals? What do you want? They want to go away for three months of the year and not have to, I mean, my stepdad still works um during that time anyways, from his phone, but You know, some people are okay, like you said, with the 9 to 5 or the 8.30 to 4.30 and they're comfortable with that Mm -hmm. and they're okay with living their life that way and working just those hours and coming home and watching TV or doing things for yourself. Personally, I've done it so many times where I've been at home. and I'm like, this is, this is boring. Mm -hmm. I can't even, like, this is stupid. What am I doing? Like, that's why Mm -hmm. I started my master's in clinical psychology. That's why I did all these things because I can't sit at home and do nothing and Mm -hmm. not feel like I'm, propelling myself right. forward to be a better person. Yeah. But because some people are yeah. content with staying stagnant. Right.
0: And I think that's, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. if it's that's your life. You are, this is your time on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
1: get to you decide. decide. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: that's the thing is a power of decision. Yeah. But in
1: marriages or relationships, I think it's important to find someone who's the same as you. Yeah. yeah. Because if you yeah. find someone who's different, you're going to have that clash. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, we can't motivate ourselves. And that's why it's great mm-hmm. to have a spouse or mm-hmm. a boyfriend or a friend or a parent who can be that force for you I know the other night I was so tired I went to sleep at like seven and Tyler texted me at like nine was like are you coming downstairs to work and I was like <sighs> and then I was like yeah but I want to so bad <laughs> like I really and I just think about all the things he's saying like you know like do you want to do this like is this what you want to do full-time like do you want if it's not like that's okay yeah right but yeah. then like just shit or get off the pot yeah. like yeah. decide what yeah. you want to do. Exactly. Um, And then today, like I'm off right now on workers comp and on leave and um, stuff like that. So, and then I found myself, I thought it was so interesting. My girlfriend brought it to my attention I was, my daughter's birthday party is tomorrow. So I had the time to go and get the food for the party and make the cupcakes today and do all the things and i was just complaining about it mm. and she's like well isn't that why you want to work for yourself like so you have the opportunity right. to to do these things for your children and like that you have the time to stay at home and bake these cupcakes for your kid and they're made with love and you're not it's not even just about the money but just the fact that you can have that moment or that opportunity to be present and do these things for your children and i was like fuck you're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's just funny how like mm-hmm. I was so in that negative aspect like we said about like I'm already up late or it's like now I have to do this and I have to do that, this, mm-hmm. this, that. That's what the word I was using. Yeah. And I, it almost like slapped me in the face and I was like, shit, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this is an, this is a benefit to have the ability to do this right now because what if I was at work full time and, um. You know, there I'd be coming home Friday in the evening and just trying to do all this stuff in this short amount of time and get it done. Where right now I have this opportunity to do it during the day mm-hmm. um, because I'm off and the kids are at daycare. And in the future, that's the goal I'm working towards: mm-hmm. is the ability to, you know, go to school. And I'm just saying this because Chelsea did this the other day with her your daughter and have a pancake breakfast. With yeah,
2: because yeah. she had the opportunity. That
1: and yeah. that's what, we're, like, that's what we're really working towards yeah. as entrepreneurs or as people with goals. It's just finding what motivates you and just remembering to stay positive with that. Because so, I just look at that. I didn't even do it on purpose, and I was already in the negative yeah. for it, right? Yeah.
0: But How, that's it's, our mind just naturally sometimes goes there. I know. And it's just like our like internal wiring. It's just like yeah. oh, yeah, I have to do this. Oh, like I have to drive to work in traffic when it's like it takes work and it it takes intentionality to be like. I'm grateful to have a job to go to today that pays my bills when naturally you just want to be like, fuck, I don't want to go to work today. I hate my job. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, it's changing. Yeah, for sure. Changing that mindset. Um, one of the people who's really good, if, if you guys are listening and you're looking for someone else new to listen to, we always mention like the same, um, people love them to death, like Rachel Hollis, Marie Forleo, Ed Milet, but Inky Johnson if you guys haven't heard of him before he is amazing check him out but he basically just a little synopsis was a man who played football um kind of grew up in the slums and had a, got paralyzed his arm whole arm got paralyzed ruined his like nfl career potential to go to the nfl and just the most positive person and he does that spin all the time on like on life and how it really just alters the mindset and how you can consistently change your character to be better and build better but it takes that intentionality and that focus and that work and Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. unreal it's like Mm -hmm. training your brain really yeah yeah well and that's what it is with the goal setting that you guys write down every day Mm -hmm.
2: rachel hollis didn't get big until girl wash your face which was her seventh book Mm -hmm. and she didn't get huge until girl stop apologizing which was her eighth Mm -hmm. so i'm like oh my first book like everyone has to do the first book like at least i got it out there fiction
0: and stuff too yeah they weren't even like personal development what she's known for right and then
2: one was um Wasn't
1: it like a planning, like a party planning book? Yeah, Yeah. she did an event planning. Yeah. Or a cookbook or something. She did a cookbook, yeah. Yeah.
2: And so I'm like, don't be so hard on yourself. Like, you're 27, Mm -hmm. this is your first book. Like, no, it's not perfect. No, it's going to not be a number one New York Times bestseller. Like, but it's out there and you did it and you're learning from it. Yeah, girl.
0: Mm -hmm. Clap for yourself. Yeah. And that's the thing is too, is I find that when you can celebrate those small victories, and they're not small or huge. Yeah. Yeah. But even when you can celebrate the seemingly small things and the little milestone markers that get you there, that's when the journey becomes a lot more exciting. And you have the desire to, you know, get on to the next portion of it a lot more. So Mm -hmm. uh, before we wrap up, is there anything you want to throw in there uh, for our listeners? I know we went over tips and tangible tools and things like that. But if there is something that you could say... Um, to any of our listeners who maybe are sitting on a goal or a dream that they're like not quite sure if they're ready to mm-hmm. act on yet, what would be kind of your piece of advice?
2: Okay. Being curious and being multi-passionate is okay. And you should give yourself permission to dabble a bit. I feel like people are like, oh, I just give up on everything <laughs> and I just like I'm, wait, I'm like amening here in the background <laughs> yeah. here in um,
1: silence. But, yeah. I'm just laughing because Chelsea's amening. She's like, I'm the
2: multi-passionate. Preach. person. Yeah. Okay. So I like, knew I wanted to be creative. So I was like, oh, I used to take piano. I'm going to get back into piano. Bought a piano. Mm, meh. You bought a piano? Like a little keyboard. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, no, no, no. I was thinking like baby grand. I'm like I'm going to
1: go back into piano. Let me just get a baby grand.
2: Doo-doo-doo. I started making crafts and I did two craft shows. And I was like, okay, this is good. But like, it wasn't really fulfilling me. And then I started like the journaling and writing. And I was like, this is it. So once I chose writing, one track mind. Yeah, You can't do all the things. Yeah. So you can dabble and try things and be curious. But then once you actually pick it, like you can't, I can't be a pianist, a crafter and a writer all at the same time because you're not giving hundred percent to everything. Mm -hmm. You can do that all in your lifetime, but not all at once. And then just like realizing when you're intentionally quitting versus just giving up. Like I made my peace with the crafting. I was like, okay, I explored it. I did two craft shows. That was great. This isn't for me. I didn't just give up. You know, there is a difference. Yeah. Mm. I love,
0: love, love that you touch on this because that is me. And I had this big fear of being seen as wishy washy. And, um, I've had people make comments even in my life, Mm. my fiance included, Mm -hmm. kind of implying that my endeavors were like a flavor of the week or like, you know, what's next on your list of things to do when it's your journey of finding who you are and the things that you truly like. And, For me, my thing was I was trying to do too many things at one time and I had to hone in. And I've done, I mean, a zillion things. And it's funny, I have done craft shows too. I used to make homemade like bath products and bath bombs. And for me, that was a therapeutic thing. Same thing. At one point, I was like, I'm going to learn how to play the fiddle. I never did because I realized like, okay, this isn't my number one priority. Right. Um, but I've been in all sorts of Mm -hmm. seasons of my life where I've tried Mm -hmm. all these different things. It was a matter of finding my place and it was like this gradual process where they finally things kind of like started to like be similar and then weave together and then reach a path of where I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: this is it. That's where you
1: notice it. Like by dabbling, you notice the commonality
2: in the things you're doing. Yeah. I'm happy for people who know by age 10 that they want to be a teacher and they just go straight to school for that yeah. and do that for 100 years. But yeah. I am not that person. No, I, and I had a lot of friends who were those people. And I think that's what made me feel like that feeling of less
0: than. And like, I'm right. a weirdo. Like, I don't know what I, I want to do. And yeah. like, I'm trying this one year and I'm trying this this week and I'm trying that. And for my like fiance. That's like did with boyfriends. <laughs> uh, I mean, same. But like the guy next door here, my fiance, like his family was very traditional. And it was like, you do this. This is the order that you do it in. This is how it's right. done. And so for, for him, like he works for the railway and he's got a pension and he's got all this stuff and all la la la. And then here I am being like, I'm going to be a life coach. Yeah. And he's like, Excuse say what? me, what? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, I thought last week you were doing this network marketing business. And then it's like, I kind of, I fell back into a network marketing mm-hmm. business, one that I was much more aligned with that allowed me to express that life coach portion of me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like finding that in between and. But yeah, some people, if they are just kind of like singular, Mm -hmm. like focused, Mm -hmm. it can be hard for them to understand that multi passionate. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate you touching on that because it was, you know, I mean, I always really need to be reminded of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the people who who can relate to that do um sometimes need that affirmation reminder because it can be a confusing kind of way of being so Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) absolutely
1: so your memoir again love me more Mm -hmm. m-o-o-r-e yep um it's available at mcnally robinson and on amazon right dot com and dot ca yes okay and we will link that below in the show notes yeah and where can people find you so if they wanted to follow you or reach out or touch base with you Mm -hmm. where can they connect with you
2: um Instagram is definitely the best place. So I'm kat underscore arena, E R I N A dot M. So it's K A T yeah. underscore E R I N A dot M. Yes. Okay. And I'm, I love Instagram. I'm always on there. Hit me up. Let's okay. chat. <laughs> DM her, lady. Yeah, slide in there. <laughs> Absolutely. Slide into her DMs. Yes. That was an open invitation. <laughs> yeah,
1: so you know what to do.
0: Awesome. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming out today. really me. awesome. This is great. Thank you so much. <laughs>
1: That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure that you subscribe and keep tuning
0: in to future episodes. We love hearing from you. So let us know what you thought of this episode. And if there's any topic that you want to hear about or any questions you want answered, send us an email to the address we've linked below in the show notes. Remember to tell your friends about the show and don't forget girls Girls got got goals. goals.